In the holy name of Jesus, amen. This is the time of the year when college students are heading back to college. And one of the most common questions asked them is, what's your major? Or what are you studying? If you answer accounting, most people will understand where you're going. But if you say poetry, immediately the question's asked, what are you going to do with a poetry degree? Accounting seems so sensible, where poetry seems to be insensible. Jesus today is very insensible. Ironically, when he says something that's insensible, he's actually helping us make sense of our relationship to him and to the world. Now, when I say he isn't very sensible, he, I'm not saying that he's advocating confusion, obscurity, insanity, or he's even advocating poetry degrees. Rather, Jesus is advocating something different entirely different, a way to see and live life that is more than simply what we perceive with our senses. Now, over the last five weeks, Jesus has appeared to be fairly sensible. He fed the 5,000, causing people to follow him because they were no longer hungry. That makes sense. And then he healed many of various diseases. And people followed him because they were no longer sick. That makes sense. But at the same time, Jesus all along the way kept saying, you think you know me, but you don't. And to clear up what Jesus is doing today, he says this thing, this mysterious thing where life is only found in eating his flesh and drinking his blood. Now, most of those who found Jesus to be very sensible because he fed the hungry and healed the sick find Jesus to be full of nonsense. But this morning, the twelve disciples, who over the last five weeks have not, made it, uh, have not been able to make any sense of Jesus, today has a true confession of faith. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We've come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. A few weeks ago, they thought he was a ghost, but now today they see him as who he is. Why? Rather than seeing Jesus and the world through themselves, which of course hasn't worked out really well, they believe and they've come to know Jesus through and by the Holy Spirit. As the small catechism says, I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord, or come to him. 
but the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. The Holy Spirit working through Jesus' words has now opened the disciples' minds, hearts, and their senses. And by receiving Jesus as he is given, that means all his mysterious, insensible, but at the same time life-giving words, the disciples now find themselves in, a, in the middle of a world that's created by God's word. And what they found out that that wor world and the life lived in that world is more than they can imagine. G.K. Chesterton, who's a early 20th century author from England, it's pretty helpful for us to understand the sensible world versus the world created by our Lord's word. In the second chapter of his book called Orthodoxy, he says something like this. The poet seeks only to get his head into the heavens, while the sensible one seeks to get the heavens into, inside his head, and it's his head that splits open. Or he also says, poetry, it's sane, because it floats easily on an infinite sea while the sensible tries to cross that sea and make it finite. The result is mental exhaustion. To accept everything is an exercise. To understand everything is a strain. See, those two quotes help us to realize that the sensible is limited by you. And you are the measure of the world. And with respect to God, he must fit into your world. Which means the moment you try to take hold of God and your life, first of all, your head might begin to hurt. But most often you'll say, this doesn't make any sense. And all the mysterious things in life become frustrating. Miracles become unacceptable. And anything that is unexpected in your life becomes unbearable. Because of that, you find yourself on your way out along with the disciples who left Jesus this morning. However, by receiving Christ's word as it's given, you actually have what it gives, eternal life. You'll find yourself, rather than God fitting into your world, you're fitted into God's world the one that's beautiful, glorious, and filled with imagination. And your life will be as Jesus' life is, full of grace, truth, love, mercy. Receiving what Jesus is giving and seeing your place in it rather than its place in you means A, your head won't split, that's good, and B, you'll enjoy what it is. A gift. Rather than trying to figure out why you have this gift, you're simply enjoying it. So to break you out of that sensible world into the world created by Jesus' word, Jesus this morning says something that's insensible, but at the same time is 
wonderful. He's showing you the life lived in his flesh and blood is more. And that life lived in his body leads you from sin and death into eternal life. And that life is a life that's bigger than your existence. That lets the eternal be eternal without you actually fully understanding it. A life that feels water but feels the fountain of salvation. A life where you hear human words but hear God speaking. A life where you eat bread and wine but yet you are eating the body and drinking the blood of Jesus. That insensible life, when you understand it through Jesus' word, turns out to be completely sensible. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.